Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to another edition of our Thursday night Parashat Shavua class. Tonight, Shi'ur is sponsored by my dear friend, Mr. Yaakov Medina, in honor of his birthday on Kav Zayin Bet Tammuz. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shall bless him with Arichut Yamim, Beracha, Hatzlacha, Revacha, Yeshua, Ve'itbarachu Kol HaBerachot Kulan. And Admea Beslim Shana with only, only great things. Mazal uh, Tov on, uh, on your birthday. This coming Shabbat, we are going to read from the Torah two parashiot, parashat Matot and Mas'eh. When combined, they form the two, uh, they form the longest reading of the year. And with that, we will conclude the fourth of five books of the Torah, Sefer Bamidbar. Next Shabbat, Bezat Hashem, Shabbat Hazon, which always falls out before Tisha B'Av, we will read and begin this fifth book, Chumash Devarim. And this pattern is repeated year after year. The only difference occurs when there's a leap year, when Matot and Maseh are not combined, but they are read separately, each on its own Shabbat. Uh, as a result, every year during the three Shabbatot of Ben HaMetzarim, which we are in right now, we conclude the first four Sefarim, Bereshit Shemot Vayikra Bamidbar, as we're going to do this week. And we begin the fifth Sefer, Sefer Devarim. The Gemara Masechen Megilav Taf Lamed Aleph Amud Bet states that Ezra HaSofer arranged the weekday Torah readings for the entire year with specific intent. And it's worthwhile analyzing uh, why exactly did he arrange for us to connect the first four sefarim of the Torah with the fifth sefer, specifically during the period of Ben HaMetzarim. So, to answer this question, which is we're going to spend the remainder of the shur discussing, I'd like to uh, lead you to the words of the Megale Amukot, which appear at the beginning of this week's parasha. And he actually finds a remez, an allusion, in the very first pasuk of parashat Mas'ai, to all four exiles experienced by Bnei Israel after the exile and re- redemption from Mitzrayim. The first four letters of the parasha, parashat Mas'ai, is Ele Mas'ai Bnei Israel. These are the journeys of Bnei Israel and Ele Mas'e Bnei Israel, the first four letters is Aleph, Mem, Bet, Yud. And they stand for, they represent Aleph is Edom, Mem is Madai, Bet is Babel, and Yud is Yavan. So Edom is Esav or the Roman Empire, Madai is Persian and Media, uh, Babel is Babylonia, and Yavan is Greece. So it's logical then that the first pasuk describing Bnei Israel's journeys after Mitzrayim would allude to the future exiles. And the reason that the Torah alluded to the four Galuyot with the words Ele Mas'e Bnei Israel, these are the journeys of Bnei Israel, is meant to teach us that uh, exile, um, that exile is not a permanent state. Uh, it's not something that is expected to last forever. Chas v'shalom. It's a mas'ayet, it's a journey. It's, uh, it's a journey that will end. 
And it's like a person who travels from place to place to correct something that he did wrong, that he has done in each place. Uh, however, once he completes his task, he returns home. There's no need for him to remain in that place. And that's the nature, that's the purpose of the Galuyot. Ele Mas'e B'nei Israel. B'nei Israel journeys from one exile to another to clarify and, re- and rectify the certain wrongs that they did. And once they fulfill that task, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will redeem them from slavery, from persecution, from physical and spiritual darkness, and reveal His his magnificent light in the in the times of Mashiach. So Ele Mas'e B'nei Israel stands for the four Galuyot, Edom, Madai, Babel, and Yavan. Uh, what about Mitzrayim? Of course, Mitzrayim was the first one. So the, the rationale, says the Megillah Amukot, why Mitzrayim wasn't included with the other four, is based on the teaching of the Arizal, who writes that each of the four exiles uh, possess their own particular aspect in, uh, and characteristic. But the, the, the Galut of Mitzrayim, the exile of Egypt, was a general exile that incorporated all of the other four Galuyot. And an and allusion to this, a remiss to this, is brought down in the Sefer Simchat HaRegel by Harav Chida. And he explains the opening pasuk of Sefer Shemot, describing how Bnei Israel come to Mitzrayim. Ele Shemot Bnei Israel Habayim Mitzrayim. That they came to Mitzrayim. The word Baim is actually an abbreviation of Bavel, Madai, Yavan, Edom. Those are the four Galuyot. So the aspects of all four Galuyot were contained in the experience, the exile in Mitzrayim. Now, let's try to figure out the reason that the journey to these four exiles that we spoke about is alluded specifically at the conclusion of Sefer Bamidbar in Parashat Mas'e, like we started the shiur by saying, Ele Mas'e, Bnei Israel, those are the four exiles. Aleph is Edom, Mem is Madai, Bet is Babel, and Yud is Yavan. The Gemara tells us in a few places that the Torah Shebichtav, which are the five books of Moshe, Hamishah Humshe Torah, is really comprised of five books. Bereshit Shemot Vaikra Bamidbar Devarim. There is a secondary division among these five Sefarim. The first four books possess a different status than the fifth book. Sefer Devarim. The, the fifth book, Devarim, is called by the Gemara Mishneh Torah. According to Rashi's commentary, Mishneh Torah represents a review of prior events as presented and arranged by Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a review, Mishneh Lashon Shnaim, to repeat. I want to read for you an, an interesting passage by the Orachai Makados on next week's parasha, Parasha Devarim. He says, he notices that the word is the word that begins the sefer is Ele. So Ele mi'atakodim. Whenever you see the word Ele, it comes to exclude what was written before. Perush, meaning what? What are you trying to exclude? What is different from what is happening now in Devarim than what happened before? And he explains, Perush, Lefishamar, because the Pasuk says, Asher Diber Moshe. Ele Devarim Asher Diber Moshe. These are the words that Moshe spoke. Shehem divrei atzmo. These are his own words. Shekol ha-sefer tochachot u-musar. 
The whole sefer, the whole book, is really chastising and giving rebuke to those who transgress the word of God. And the rabbi says, All the uh, curses that are found in Parashat Kitavo were said by Moshe himself. Even what was repeated, and uh, uh, based on what was said earlier, the things, the mitzvot that were repeated, were said by Moshe. This is why next week's parasha begins with the word Ele. Only these words in Sefer Devarim were words that Moshe Rabbeinu said himself. But all the words that were recited or were written in the four Chumashim prior, Bereshit Shemot Vaikra Bamidbar, Lo Amar Afilu Otachat Me'atzmo. He didn't say not even one letter from his own. Ela Devarim Shiatumi Pia Metuvek Tsuratam Veloshum Shinui Afilu Otachai Terochasar. It was trans- transmitted to him and then he said it out. But it was all from Hashem. But Devarim is all from Moshe. This is what the Orachaim writes. Now, be- there's an obvious difficulty here. Um, which is addressed by many, many Chachamim. How can the Orachaim assert that Sefer Devarim represents Moshe's own words? Uh, the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin uh, elucidates a pasuk written in Parashat B'midbar, ki, dava, ki devar Adonai Baza, for he has scorned the words of Hashem. What does it mean? Who is the person that scorns the words of Hashem? Zeha Omer en Torah min Someone who says, that the Torah is not from the heaven. Even if a person says, ah, the whole Torah is from Shemaim, except for one Pasuk, Pasuk X, So this Pasuk of scorning the word of God is, is in reference to a person who says that the Torah is not from heaven, even one letter is not from heaven. Yet, here's the Orachai Makados saying that the whole Sefer Devarim was said by Moshe Rabbeinu, and it didn't come from God. It's heresy to suggest that even one pasuk from the Torah was not uttered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So how do we explain this? So the Orachai HaKadosh had in mind the same thing that, that is brought down in Tosafot, who clarified the statement of the Gemara, uh, that, that, the rebuke on the Kelalot, the curses that Moshe Rabbeinu said in Parashat Kitavo were said by him, but Beruach HaKodesh. They were, done, they were given to, through divine inspiration. So Moshe ascertained by Ruach HaKodesh that it was incumbent upon him to utter and record all of Sefer Devarim and to include whatever was in there in the Torah Shebikhtav, the five books of Moshe. So it wasn't really himself made up, it was given to him Ruach HaKodesh. So, this answers the question on the Orachayim. But now obliges us to explain the division of the five Sefarim. Why the first Sefarim, Bereshit, Shemot, Vaikram, Bamidbar, were uttered directly by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And the fifth Sefer was uttered by Moshe Beruach HaKodesh. All, um, and not only that, all five Sefarim possess the same level of Kedushah. And anyone who denies even one pasuk is considered a heretic. And it's as if he's de- denying the legitimacy of the Torah. So how do you explain this? 
So, Rabbi Pinchas Friedman, Shlita, in Shvilei Pinchas, who we are uh, studying right now, he, he says that the five books correspond, like we said, to five distinct periods in the history of Am Yisrael. The four periods of Galut that we talked about at the beginning of the Shi'ur, Bavel, Madai, Yavan, and Edom, which were all included in the exile of Mitzrayim, and a fifth period, a fifth period, which is the time of the future Geula, the time of Mashiach, when we anxiously await, especially during the three weeks. So it appears, he writes, that the first four Sefarim correspond to the four Galuyot. In other words, that the light that emanates from each Sefer is aimed at shattering all the negative forces, all the Tum'ah from those four Galuyot. Each light is designed to protect B'nai Israel from being engulfed by negativity, impure forces, profane forces of one of the four exiles. And the survival, the sustenance of B'nai Israel during the times of the Geula is corresponding to Sefer Devarim, which Moshe Rabbeinu revealed to us through Ruach HaKodesh. So, how does this work? Well, let's start. Sefer Bereshit. That's the first book. Sefer Bereshit corresponds to Galut Babel, Babylonia. The unique light of Sefer Bereshit shattered that the Tumah that was prevailed during the Babylonian exile. And we have a lot of support for this if you look into Sefer Bereshit, especially in Parashat Noach. There you have the episode involving the generation of the dispersion, right? The 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 generation, the Tower of Babylon, the Tower of Babel, where, where they were trying to fight God. Not coincidence, Tower of Babel. And yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu dispersed him, which is what Babel means. They rebelled against HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Babel, forcing him to descend and scatter them to the four corners of the earth. And the Torah explains that this is the significance of the name Babel. The Pasuk tells us, Vayafetz Hashem otam misham me'ad pene kol ha'aretz, that's why they're called Babel. Because it was there that Hashem confused the language of the whole earth. And that's how He scattered them over the face of the whole earth. That's Sefer Bereshit, Babel. Sefer Shemot corresponds to Galut Madai. The unique light that illuminates through studying and learning and reading Sefer Shemot shattered the force of Tumah that was prevailed during the Midian exile. And where do we see this? Very simple. At the revelation of, of, of Matan Torah at Har Sinai in Parashat Yitro. The Torah tells us, They stood underneath the mountain. And the Gemara elucidates, we all know this, Gemara Masechet Shabbat, that God placed on top of them a mountain and said, And said, if you accept the Torah, great. But if not, this there you shall be you shall be buried. That shall be your burial spot. And the Gemara says, Even though they were quote unquote forced into this in the time of Matan Torah and time of Moshe, I had a whole sure on how this was not quite so, but that's way back. Nevertheless, during the days of Achashverosh, they accepted it. Belev Shalem. Shneema, Dichtiv, Kimu ve Kiblu Ayehudim. Kimu Mashe Kiblu. 
they they um, they accepted, uh, they fulfilled what they accepted. So what do we see in the merit of receiving the Torah in Sefer Shemot Parashat Yitro, a process which was completed during the rule of the Hashverosh, the negative force of Madai was ultimately removed and vanquished. And of course, um, uh, Parasu Madai was the time of Ahasuerus. Sefer Vayikra, the third book, corresponds to Galut Yavan. And uh, therefore the light that emanates through Sefer Vayikra crushed the forces of Tumah that prevailed during the Greek exile. Uh, of course, dem- demonstrated in the miracle of Hanukkah. Just as the service of the Korbanot, which is the main theme of Sefer Vayikra, is performed by the Kohanim, so too, the military victory, the miracle of Hanukkah, was facilitated by the Kohanim. Um, also, says uh, one of the Balei Tosfot, he says that even the miracle of Hanukkah is hinted in Sefer Vayikra. Uh, because in Parashat Emor, all the Hagim are written, uh, are, are mentioned in Parashat Emor. And then says, the Bnei Sashar right, quotes the, well, the Balei Tosfot, and he writes, Beparashat emor el ha-Kohanim itchid Shabbat v'regalim Pesach v'atzeret Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippurim Sukkot u'smichlei And what comes right after the discussion of the Chagim? Ve'ikhu elecha shemen zayit zach katit lamaor And you shall take for you pure pressed olive oil. Remez la-Hanukkah Which is a hint to Hanukkah that the Shemen Zayit is the best oil you can use. So we see that Hanukkah, Yavan, is connected to the third book, Sefer Vaikra. Sefer Bamidbar, the fourth book, corresponds to Galut Edom, the Galut that we're in now. Then the unique light that shines through Sefer Bamidbar shatters the force of the Tumab, the current exile, which is attributed to the descendants of Esav, preventing Bnei Israel from drowning in the exile. And we have clear, clear support brought in Parashat Chukat when Moshe Rabbeinu sent Malachim Mikadesh El Melech Edom asking the king of Edom that Bnei Israel cross through their land. But Edom said, Lo ta'avor bi, you are not crossing through me. Pen because I will come out lest I come out and kill you by sword. And his request was denied. And to understand this matter, of course, a Rashi that we spoke recently in the past, Amar Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Halacha hi beyadua she'esav sonel le'Yaakov. It's an established fact that Esav hates Yaakov. We know Edom is Esav. Hakadosh Baruch Hu inculcated this extreme hatred for Yaakov and his descendants in Esav, so that Yaakov's descendants would remain steadfast and isolate themselves and maintain uh, from, from Esav to maintain their level of Kedushah throughout this lengthy Galut. And this intense hatred and Sin'ah would prevent intermingling, assimilating with non-Jews and adopting these ways. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a chesed by having the king of Edom refuse the request to go through. And it was for Israel's benefit to protect him from the negative influences of Edom. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw fit to have these Pesukim, this little parasha of Melech Edom, be written in Sefer Bamidbar, corresponding to Galut Edom. The light of Sefer Bamidbar serves to destroy the negative forces associated with it. So, to sum up what we have for now, the, the force 
ensuring Bnei Israel's survival during each of the four Galuyot, Babel, Mada, Yavan, Edom, is in merit to the study and the reading of the four, first four books of Chumash, Bereshit, Shemot, Vaikra, Bamidbar. Says Rav Friedman, an amazing allusion related to this idea. In the words of David HaMelech, David HaMelech in Kuv Chaf Vav, Shira Ma'alot Beshuv Adonai Et Shivat Zion Hainu Kecholmim. Shira Ma'alot, when Hashem will return the captivity of Zion, we will be like dreamers. What is the meaning of the phrase, we will be like dreamers? So he says a beautiful Chidush. He says, when will Hashem, sorry, when Hashem will return us to Zion, Yerushalayim, at the time of the Mashiach, Bnei Israel is going to look back. He's going to look back at all the galuyot, at all the hardships and all the suffering they endured during the four galuyot. And they're going to be amazed that they were even capable of remaining steadfast in their emunah and their kedushah. And withstanding all those powerful forces of Tum'ah. It's going to be so unbelievable. We're going to think that it was a dream. Because there's no way that anyone can survive that. Yet David HaMelech cleverly provided us with an answer to our bewilderment, to this feeling. The word Beshuv in this Pasuk is an abbreviation. Bereshit, Shemot, Vaikra, Bamidbar. Beshuv. The names of the first four books of the Torah. We owe our survival to the light of Torah that are contained in those first four books. The light of those four Chumshei Torah, the first four books of Chumash, shattered the forces of the four Galuyot, Babel, Madai, Yavan, and Edom, allowing us to persevere. So now we can appreciate why the Torah chose to allude the four Galuyot in the final parasha of Sefer Bamidbar. Ele Mas'eh Bnei Israel, like we started the class with. Ele Mas'eh Bnei Israel, the letters stand for Edom, Madai, Bavel and Yavan. And it teaches us that the light of the Torah contained in the first four books that we finished reading this Shabbat is what sustained us in the past and present and allowed us to maintain our Kedushah throughout the four Galuyot. <clears throat> so now we have one book left. We have the obligation to explain the matter of the fifth book, Sefer Devarim, which corresponds to this new yet unrealized period of history, the period of the Geulah, period of Mashiach. With regards to this, the Navi tells us, Yishayahu, Ki Torah me'iti God says, the Torah from me will go out. Amara, the Midrash writes on this pasuk, Amara Kadosh Baruch Hu, God said, a new Torah will come from me. And new novelties will come out from me. Very difficult to understand this Midrash. It directly contradicts what the Rambam writes in his 13 Principles of Faith. The Rambam writes, That the Torah will not be exchanged. There will not be another Torah from the Creator. What we have was always and will always continue to be. So what does this Midrash say? Torah Hadasha. The answer and the explanation is quite simple. 
The Midrash is not suggesting that, B'nai, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give us an entirely new Torah. It's teaching us that in the future, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reveal to us new insights and interpretations of the Torah that were beyond our comprehension now. In the time of the Geulah, B'nai Israel is going to achieve better, higher spiritual heights, previously unattainable, allowing them to understand, to fathom, and appreciate these new novelties and interpretations. The Midrash clearly states as well, Atid HaKadosh Baruch Hu liyot Yosef Began Eden Vedoresh. In the future, God is going to sit down in Gan Eden and expound all the Torah. Bekol HaTzadikim Yosvim Alefanav and all the Tzadikim around Him. And all the various groups are going to be standing on their feet. And the sun and all the uh, the stars uh, will be to the right of God. And the moon and the stars to the left. And God will now expound a new Torah which will be given and delivered by the Mashiach. So this new Torah, which we said are the new interpretations and the new explanations and insights, will be given during the days of the Mashiach. The Zohar Kadosh says that Moshe Rabbeinu, the first redeemer during the departure of Mitzrayim, he's going to be the Melech HaMashiach in the future. And this is alluded in the Pasuk, in Parashat uh, Bayhai, in the blessing that Yaakov gives to his son Yehuda. Lo yasur shevet miuda. The rod will not be removed from Yehuda. Says the Zohar, da Mashiach ben David. This is Mashiach ben David. Um chokek mi ben raglav. And the student of law will not be removed from his feet. Da Mashiach ben Yosef. This is Mashiach ben Yosef. Ad ki yavos shilo da Moshe. Until they reach Shilo, which is Moshe. Until Shilo, ad ki yavos shilo, until Shilo comes, which is Moshe. The name Shiloh is the same gematria as Moshe, 345. Um, so the Zohar Kadosh also says, uh, the Pasuk in Kohelet, Mashiach that which he was, he shall be. And the first letters of the words, Mashiachayahu, is the name Moshe. So how do we interpret the Pasuk? He, Moshe Rabbeinu, was the first redeemer of Mitzrayim, Moshe. And he will also be, he will also be the Redeemer in the final Geula. Says Yorachayim that the Neshama of Mashiach ben David will come from both Moshe Rabbeinu and the descendant of David HaMelech. It's a combination of the two. So what do we see here? That just like Moshe Rabbeinu was the Redeemer of the first Geula Mitzrayim, he is also destined to be the Redeemer of the final Geula, of the future Geula with Mashiach. Now, regarding the receiving of the Torah, Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah in Har Sinai and taught it to Bnei Israel. Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Morashakilat Yaakov. At the time of the future Geulah, he's also going to give the Torah to Bnei Israel. He's also going to teach Bnei Israel the Torah. He's going to be delegated to teach the Jews the Torah. But the new insights and the new interpretations, the Torah Chadasha that the Navi mentioned, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to deliver us to, to us through Moshe Rabbeinu. Unbelievable. How does this connect to Sefer Devarim? We learned 
before that we started the class by saying that the Ora Chaim points out that the Sefer De, the Sefer Devarim begins with the word Ele, Ele Devarim, and not Ve Ele, and rather than adding something, it's a form of exclusion. This exclusion teaches us that this Sefer is different from the other four Sefarim. The first four Sefarim were uttered directly by Akadosh Baruch Hu, but this Sefer consists of Moshe Rabbeinu's own utterances. And we explain based on Tosafot that he means that these words of Musar, these words of rebuke, these words of even Kelalot that came from Moshe were means of Ruach, means of Ruach HaKodesh. So their Kedushah is inseparable. It's no different of the words, the words found in Sefer Devarim than the words of the first four books of Homash. But we can go even deeper. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was destined to be the future Melech HaMashiach, like we just said, and will teach Israel the new Torah, realized that before he passes away from this world, that the insights of the new Torah need to be stored in the form of Remazim within the body of Sefer Devarim. And thus, these novel insights, these new interpretations, would be part and parcel of the Torah, fulfilling the principle that the Torah can never be exchanged and never be renewed. And there cannot be another Torah, like the Rambam says. And that's why Sefer Devarim is referred to as Mishneh Torah. The name indicates that the novel interpretations contained within Sefer Devarim in the form of Remazim are not really an entirely new Torah, but are actually Mishneh Torah. It's a review of the rest of the Torah, but just in greater depth. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu, who was imbued with Ruach HaKodesh, began the book of Devarim. Next week we're going to read, Elea Devarim, Asher Diber Moshe, Ekol Israel. These are the words that Moshe spoke to, to all of Israel. He specifically employs the word Ele, which indicates a disconnect from the first four Galuyot, the first four books. Because the first four books, we said, correspond to the four Galuyot. Sefer Devarim does not respond to the first four Galuyot. Sefer Devarim, we said, corresponds to Melech HaMashiach, the time of Mashiach, the future Geulam. That's going to be the time when Moshe Rabbeinu is destined to be the Melech HaMashiach and deliver all these words, all these Elea Devarim Ashediber Moshe Kol Israel, with new insights and new interpretations. This is also why the first four books were uttered directly by Hashem. And Sefer Devarim was uttered by Moshe Rabbeinu, as was inspired to do by Ruach HaKodesh. Seeing as the time to reveal this new or updated version of the Torah had not yet arrived, Sefer Devarim, which contained these new insights, it couldn't be recorded directly by Hashem. It had to be done through Moshe. So that these teachings would not represent an entirely new version of the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu inspired Moshe to include them within the existing of the Torah. The result? Well, that's what we have. Sefer Devarim, which Moshe Rabbeinu was destined to convey to Bnei Yisrael in the future. But these new revelations and these insights are now concealed within the book, and they possess the same level of Kedushah as the rest of the Chumash. In fact, even if one tip of the Yud is missing, the whole Sefer Torah is Pasul. Nothing is different. The entire Sefer Torah will be invalidated because it's an inseparable part of the Torah. I will want to conclude with one last idea. 
<clears throat> one more support to this concept that Sefer Devarim corresponds to the future Geula. Um, the Sefer Maaser Okeach there provides us with a beautiful interpretation of a pasuk in Parashat Azinu. The pasuk, when you read it, literally is very hard to understand. I'll read it for you and I'll translate it for you, but we'll hopefully we'll get a better understanding. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says in Parashat Azinu, of course, Parashat Azinu is a song. Reu ata ki ani anihu. See now that I, I am He. Ve'en Elohim imadi. And no God is with me. Ani amit va'achaye. I put to death and I bring life. Machatsti va'ani erpa. And there is, I strike down and I will heal. Ve'en miyadi matzil. And there is no one who rescues from my hand. This is the pasuk. What's the meaning of the first part of this pasuk? Re'u si ata now ki ani anihu that I I am He. How were they able to see suddenly at that moment? You're speaking to Bnei Israel. What exactly is going on over here? The answer is based on a midrash in Devarim Rabba. The, the, Mishnah, the Midrash tells us, When the time arrived that Moshe Rabbeinu had to die, Amar Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Master of the universe, I only request one thing, before I die. That I shall enter and all the gates of heaven and the abysses shall split open. So that they may all see that there's none other than you. Okay, this was his request. Where in the Torah do we find any indication that God actually listened to Moshe's request? So he explains that there are 955 levels of Shamayim. 955 firmaments. Rekiot is the Lashon in Hebrew. And that corresponds to the word Hashamayim. The gematria of Hashamayim. The last mem stands for 600. It's a form of uh, gematria. Totals 955. There is an angel in Shamayim who is called Matat. The angel Matat utilizes these levels, these firmaments, these, these heavens, so to speak, to elevate B'nai Israel's prayers. But he is only able to ascend 900 of the 955. He's not permitted to enter the top 55 levels. And this is alluded to in the Pasuk, Hen Ladonai Elohecha Hashamayim, Ushme Hashamayim Arz Vechol Asher Ba. Hen to Hashem, your God, are the heavens and the highest heavens, the earth and everything that's in it. The word hen, heinun, is 55. 5 plus 50 is 55. The Pasuk teaches us that there are 55 of the heavenly firmaments that are reserved for God. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. None of the categories of angels are allowed beyond the initial 900. They can't enter the top 55. In fact, the Gemara teaches us that when Elisha bin Avuyah, who was the rabbi of Rabbi Meir Balanes, eventually he went off the path. The story is how he went off the path. 
that he entered the spiritual realm. He entered the pardes, the heavenly orchard, and that's he became irreligious. He went off the path. Eventually, he was called Acher. He adopted heretical beliefs. What caused him to believe such, to change his whole way of thinking, is he saw this angel, Matat, was given permission to sit down and record in writing the merits of Bnei Israel. And when he saw that, it violated his understanding that among angels, there was no sitting. So he was led to believe a false belief of dualism, a perception that chas v'shalom, there is more than one God. Angels can't sit. What's he doing sitting? Is there two gods? And he lost it. He went crazy. And he, 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 he didn't believe anymore. So within the 900 firmaments that the angel Matat is permitted to go to carry the tefillah, there is a risk that a person could be misled in believing that there is, believing falsely in dualism. But in the upper 55, he's not permitted to go. So therefore, it's specifically in that realm that Hashem's oneness is revealed. That's why the Pasuk says, Hen Those 55 are only for Hashem. So what does it have to do with Sefer Devarim? What does it have to do with Moshe Rabbeinu? In the whole book of Sefer Devarim, there are 955 Pesukim. The whole book of Sefer Devarim. And the Maser Okeach, postulates that with every single pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu uttered in Sefer Devarim, he opened up another level, another firmament, another rakia, another level of Shamaim, one level higher, one level higher, one level higher. And he uttered precisely 955 pesukim in order to split up 955 firmaments to demonstrate to everybody that there's only one God. And by the way, this is why Sefer Devarim cons- consists of so many admonitions and warnings about Abu Dazara. Now, up until this pasuk that we mentioned, Re'u ataki ani anihu, see now that I am, I am he. Up to that pasuk, there are 900 pasukim. From that pasuk on is 55 pasukim, corresponding to the uppermost 55 firmaments. So now, it's also known that the angel Matat is sometimes referred to as Elohim in Lashon of the Judge. So we can interpret as following. Re'u ata. See now. Now that we have reached this Pasuk. Pasuk 901. We've just finished 900 Pesukim. The first Pasuk that corresponds to the upper 55 firmaments. Now, ata, you can all see ki ani anihu. That I am here alone. God's talking. I am here alone in these firmaments. Ve'en Elohim imadi. And there are no other gods, not even the angel Matat, who is sometimes referred to as Elohim. He's not even permitted to be here with me in these 55. This is the beautiful interpretation of Maser Okeach. It's well known that the ultimate revelation of Hashem's oneness will not occur until when Mashiach comes. This is said in the Pasuk in Zechariah, It will be on that day, that Hashem will be one and His name will be one. Rashi says, All the Goyim They will all leave their gods. 
there will not be one foreign God in existence. Ushmo Echad, his name will be one. Sheyeshemon Nizkar Befikulam. The name of Hashem will be mentioned in the mouths of everybody. All the idol worshippers will abandon their gods. And that name will be known and spoken about by everyone. So we see clearly that the revelation of Sefer Devarim, which contains 955 Pesukim, designed to open up the 955 heavenly firmaments so that all of the creation will know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one and only one. But that will take place in the Sefer Devarim, in the future, in the time of, of, of Mashiach, Ben David, which Moshe is a part of that. And now we understand, now it makes sense, we are enlightened why Ezra HaSofer made it, that Sefer Bamidbar concludes now and Sefer Devarim begins next week. He arranged that we would conclude the reading of Sefer Bamibar and begin with Sefer Devarim, specifically during the weeks of Yemeh Ben HaMetzarim, during which we mourn the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. And this idea is based on the Rabban's concept of Po'el Dimyon. Po'el Dimyon is before a miracle can be initiated, any type of miracle in heavens, it must be, there must be a symbolic gesture taking place down below, performed down here on earth. And therefore, during the three weeks, the Yemeh Ben HaMetzarim, we conclude the reading of the four books, Bereshit Shemot Vaikra Bamidbar, which correspond to the four Galuyot, Pavel, Madai, Yavan, Edom, Ele Mas'e Bene Israel. that's the acronym. And during the third week of Ben HaMetzarim, next week, we will begin reading Sefer Devarim, which corresponds to the future Geula. And we do so as a symbolic gesture to rid ourselves of the four Galuyot and to merit the future Geula. And at that time, excluding the other four, that Moshe Rabbeinu said from his own mouth through divine inspiration, all the new Torah, all the new insights, all the new interpretations, that, was going, that is going to be revealed at the time of Mashiach. And not only that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will open up all 955 firmaments corresponding to all the number of Pesukim in the book of Devarim to show all of creation that Hashem is the Almighty and there is no other. Bezat Hashem, we should merit to see this soon. Bezat Hashem, we won't get to read this year. We will read Sefer Devarim in Yerushalayim with Mashiach ben David and Moshe Rabbeinu and all the great tzaddikim present, uh, that great miracle of Bait Shilishi, Bet Hamidah Shilishi, will be brought down from heaven and we will be all there to witnesses. This is the reason why we conclude this week with Parashat Maseh and we begin next week with Sefer Tevarim, which will be Zochet to merit the coming of Mashiach. Bimena Amen Amen Ken Wishing everyone a wonderful night.